0: David Serisa Podcast. This is an emergency podcast with the head of the Jewish Federation in Los Angeles, my friend Jay Sanderson. Jay, welcome.
1: Thanks, David.
0: Have you had much sleep
1: in the last couple weeks? I sleep off and on for various reasons. Uh, One reason is because I think of something... I I do what sleep doctors will tell you not to do. And when you wake up, they don't tell you to look at your phone, and they don't tell you you should add to your to-do list. And um, I have, over the last two weeks, woken up in the middle of the night and done both those things and gone back to sleep and woken up later.
0: I can't recall two weeks like this, certainly not since I've been with the Jewish Journal from Pittsburgh. To the elections to Thousand Oaks to the fires to Gaza, I've just really, it's been... Yeah,
1: it actually looked like the two weeks were going to be worse. I was getting ready to buy a plane ticket to go to Israel on, uh, on the weekend uh, f- for a solidarity mission if the, if the rockets kept going. Um, so I'm, I'm thanking God that uh, the two weeks aren't even worse than they could have been. So let's start with Pittsburgh. Yeah, right? sure. This nightmare. This is the,
0: it's sort of, we're all still shaking from that. The worst attack against Jews in American history. Tell us what it was like as soon as you heard the news.
1: Well, um, and what did you do? First of all, I've been thinking about this for seven years, which is why our federation was one of the first Jewish communities in in North America to get into the security business and oversee all the community security and Jewish institutions throughout our almost Southern California. So, we I'm not surprised that it happened. Uh, It was shocking when it happened. Uh, I was in Israel with Jeff Finkelstein, my dear friend and colleague in Pittsburgh. We came back, and then um, I heard, you know, right after it happened, minutes after it happened, what had happened, and um, I felt shock. But then my phone started ringing, um, and then I felt relieved, meaning um, right away, uh, Mayor Eric Garcetti called me on the telephone. And right after that... uh, Chief of Police, Chief Moore called me on the telephone. And
0: what does the Federation do when you hear an emergency like this? What is the first thing you do? Do you
1: gather an emergency group? Well, each one's di- each situation is different, and this was on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. So the problem with Shabbos was, I would have gathered community leaders together. But it was, you know, with right. Shabbos. So what I did was I I thought, okay, what's the what are the things we should be doing right away? So it's to activate our community security initiative. It's to, you know, it's to get. Now what the, does that mean? Activate our. That means that we are we we there are bulletins and briefs that go out to every Jewish institution. Mm-hmm. Automatically, as soon the, as you and, pull uh, the trigger, right? In the Orthodox Shuls, where they're not reading or saying things, we actually have a way of communicating with the with the Orthodox Shuls. So even on a Shabbat, even on a Shabbat, on something I that did they read about, that. something that they can um, that they can see mm-hmm. without, um, uh, uh, without without violating. violating Shabbat. And what I felt like was. And this was uh, the chief of police really felt like this was a great idea. Um, What I felt like the optics were important because we're three hours. Uh, later. And um, we, they, we, we knew right away there was no imminent threat to Los Angeles. We knew right away it was a, a lone gun. So uh, at least let's make people feel comfortable if they heard. And so uh, police officers showed up at every synagogue really? uh, in the area just to, if you knew about it, you saw the police officer. If you didn't know about it, mm, I see. Um, you, at you you felt safer. And so we just made everybody safe. And then the question was, um, okay, what's our response? And I. Um, I play a very significant role in the in the global Jewish world, but certainly in the national Jewish world. And so, there was immediately convened a um, a national kind of call about okay, what do we what can we do to make a statement and respond? And during that call, um, there was a few people on the call. We decided that we wanted to see if we could actually convene on the following Shabbat a national Sh- solidarity right. Shabbat, and we could we get all the movements all the religious streams, and, and all the synagogues locally and nationally to, with the same branding and everything else, get everybody they could to get into and Shul's. And it worked. And, oh. y- and you had that idea, it Jay, was unbe- the un- first unbelievable. 24 hours? Yeah. yeah. I, it, I I don't even know whose idea it was. It was on a call. I'm not willing but, to But, I mean, it claim. came up oh, within, immediately. Within, oh, no, no, within uh, 12 hours. Because it was, a. am telling you, it it was was unbelievable. even in Montreal in
0: Europe, and Europe. Oh, no, it was unbelievable.
1: And and um, we're convinced that more Jews were in shul on that Shabbat than ever. I was at Stephen Wise, and uh, the place was packed, over a 1,000 people. VBS packed. The local synagogues, almost every local synagogue committed to it, and the same thing nationally. So, you know, what was that? That was an opportunity for us to go back to Shul, put our arms around each other, and comfort Mm -hmm. each other, and say to the bad guys, hey, you're not keeping us out of Shul. Mm. Do 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 you struggle sometimes when
0: you see... We start to panic in the community. This tremendous fear, almost hysterics and stuff. Do you feel that you have to sort of calm the nerves down a little bit and not feed those hysterics? Yeah. Well, there's
1: look. We are living in. A, you and I have talked about this before. We're living at this moment in time where the anxiety level, uh, first of all, the anxiety level of people. I mean, we're we're seeing. You know, we're we're doing work with. Wellness, And we're doing work with a lot of things. We're on edge. We're, we're on, on edge. edge. But in the Jewish community, that edge, I think, is, is magnified. And um, some of it is based on people's politics. Some of it is people think that we're in pre-Nazi Germany, which anybody who actually understands history knows that many of the things that happened in pre-Nazi Germany are not happening in America today. I told friends of mine.
0: I mean, it's extraordinary. Since George Washington days, there must have been a few hundred million synagogue services. And as horrific as Pittsburgh was, it was the only time in American history that an anti-Semite walked into a synagogue and killed Jews.
1: Right. Well, look, we're living in a, a world where the rules have changed. I talked to somebody in the FBI on that weekend as well, as well as the sheriff called me, and 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 basically the challenge we have. As Jews and as as Americans, is um, we used to have. We grew up with hate groups, and now we have hate individuals. And those individuals just mm-hmm. pop up. You know mm-hmm. this, this this guy. There was nothing in this guy's past that would have had anyone arrest him, right? He had the ability to buy guns. Separate issue. Um, and he, whatever happened to him happened to him in a short period of time, and the next thing you know, he walked into Tree of Life and started shooting up the synagogue. So, you know, I believe that there may or may not be a rise of anti-Semitism. I've I've seen data that goes both ways. I believe there is. But at the end of the day, the more more troubling thing is not the rise of anti-Semitism. It's the legitimization of these fringe voices on the far right and the far left who feel empowered and feel legitimate, and and they get uh, glorified in the media, and they get glorified in the media, hundred percent. Right.
0: So after that amazing solidarity Shabbat, a yeah. few days later, yeah. uh,
1: we're like, well, then there was horrified by
0: Thousand Oaks. Well,
1: then there was Thousand Oaks. There were Jews in the in that club. Um, you know, one of my one of my staffs' brother was in the club, um, and and so then you feel that you know. I said this at a at a gathering of uh, from Camp Shalom alumni and campers the other night. You know, we all are vulnerable. We feel vulnerable no matter where we are, right? We go to shul to to uh, feel safe and to pray. We go to a nightclub at night to have fun and be with our friends. And here we are, and in two places where it's easy not to feel safe. What we have to do is everything we can to keep these places safe, but we have to go about living our lives, and we have to... And in
0: the middle of these two mass shootings, these two disasters, we have what some people call the most consequential midterm elections in our lifetime, which reminds us of our divisions. And by some quirk of timing, uh, here we are at the Jewish Journal. We don't know what to put on the cover anymore. Right. Uh, should we put the elections? Should we put Thousand Oaks, and then I come out of synagogue on last Shabbat after the Solidarity Shabbat, and I smell ashes from uh, from Malibu right. from the, the the horrific fires. So tell us about what you went through after Thousand Oaks.
1: Right. So I just say that the the political climate we're in is is toxic, divisive, and I am I've tried very hard to, uh, to, to guide the Federation, uh, to do the work we do, which is very evident today with the fires and, and not get into that, um, abyss of, you know, left, right politics, who wins, who loses. I'm very sympathetic to people on both sides who, who feel like they, their voices are being, uh, extinguished but by the other side. But for me, divisions are so
0: deep, Jay, so deep. even Pittsburgh
1: brought them out. Yeah. I mean, they brought them out around the gun issue and things like mm-hmm. that, but, but, well, not blaming Trump and so forth. There was a lot of controversy yeah. around uh, that. I, look, I, I I was called I was called by the L.A. Times right after um, Pittsburgh, and they only wanted to ask me about Trump's quote about you know if there was a security guard, it wouldn't have happened, and and you know we are we are the safest Jewish community. In North America, but you're never safe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's it, it could could a, a, an armed guard have changed his mind? Maybe he had an automatic weapon, so uh, doubtful. So officers got shot. So around that stuff. So the, the fires to me are are one of these things I've been talking a lot about um, because I think. Uh, if if you're in the community, you, you understand the power of these fires. If you're outside the community, and I've been talking like this for the last couple of days, you, you don't know. And a lot of my colleagues had no idea the depth and breadth of the impact of these Although they had the images, fires.
0: Jay. You know, my family in Montreal and Israel were seeing these horrific images. Yeah, but it wasn't put in like the, the context
1: of, you know, look, we... we uh, we love our summer camps in Southern California, and the Jewish. We love our Jewish summer camps. Three summer camps destroyed. Right? Did you know it was going to
0: be bad? Like it started on a Thursday night,
1: and by Friday morning, it was Armageddon. So I, I am, I am blessed and cursed by um, access to, you know, minute by minute um, information, and so um, I understood what was happening with the fires, how they quickly moved towards the beach, and then to Malibu where the three camps were. That took everybody by surprise. But I did know it as it was happening. Um, and when was
0: that? Was that Friday morning?
1: That was... Now I'm what? even trying to figure out if it was... The news were... I think it was... It might have been... I think that the camps were evacuated in the middle of the night. And I think it was like you know 3 a.m. Saturday kind of a thing. So, okay, gotcha. So it was probably late night Friday, mm-hmm. early morning Saturday. And then... You know, and then you don't know what's really going on.
0: Meanwhile, you're up the whole time. And tell us what you're doing for the community, what, what the kind of meetings you're having at the Federation.
1: Just give us a sense
0: of well, the craziness the, the, first, the first hour to hour.
1: Right. The first thing that we do is we convene. So we have to reach out. There are, I don't know, a dozen synagogues. Um, in the affected area so you're you know we, we began the conversations that are continuing on a, on a either daily or twice a day basis right now where all the professionals in the affected areas are on the call so we can talk about what people are seeing and feeling right so you have synagogues which professionals so I'm going to tell you so we have you have synagogue rabbis because um, in the affected areas are people who belong to those synagogues? Who are evacuated? Who lost their homes? Who are suffering from trauma? So the rabbis are essential, um, and then you have the, the the four major institutions that have been impacted, right? So that 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 is Elan uh, Ramon School in Agora, which is basically burned down. There was a few buildings left. You have Camp JACA, mm-hmm. uh, Shalom Institute, gone. And you have the two Wilshire Boulevard Temple camps, Hilltop gone, and Hess Kramer, pretty much gone. And so all those folks um, are on the phone. It's like they right pulled away. out the heart and soul,
0: of part of our community. I well, mean, the camps, on the other look, I I you know?
1: I, I, I believe that um, the heart and soul, of the community, are the other people. I said this at also at uh, at the camp event. Um, when people go to camp, they, their lifelong friends are the people they meet there. They mm. don't necessarily remember what the bunks are. This is physical damage, mm. not human damage. But there's so many memories. A hundred percent. And there are people, There are. Uh, I said this on a call this morning, there are layers on layers on layers on layers. But at the end of the day, these camps will come back stronger, mm. better. Um, they'll continue next summer. They'll, um, you know, they, they'll be uh, uh, beacons rising from these ashes. The mm-hmm. school will become, will, will be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and we'll, we'll, we'll try to do everything we can to make people stronger. We're actually, today we decided to, to reach out to our partners, the Israel Trauma Coalition in Israel, that we helped shape and create that are the leading trauma experts in the world right now. And they're going to come at the beginning of the year to start working in these communities with people because we see that uh, there's a lot of trauma. Uh, People are feeling a lot of different things. That's where the rabbis are key. And I want to tell you this, David, uh, um, there are are many positives. You don't want there to be a tragedy to get positives, but I am overwhelmed by the 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 commitment, the passion, the extraordinary Solidarity. leadership of of the rabbis and of these you know Wilshire Boulevard Temple I mean everyone understands that you know emanating from rabbi leader on the way down to to Doug and Seth who run the camps the, they're just fantastic professionals and the gatherings Bill Kaplan the Toledo School. Uh, everybody I've right seen it look the, the, the leadership of D. Toledo that jumped in and right away opened the school up I mean I could homes were being opened I, to I could right I could spend the next hour just telling you all the great things that people did selflessly that are continuing to do it the strong Jewish community anytime we've ever seen the strength of this Jewish community we've seen it during these fires. Now we still have you know tremendous amount of work to do, and it's it is it is horrible and um and and so you asked me what we did, we I convened, we convened our staff, we then uh, on Friday uh, we then convened these these community leaders, uh, we then began a plan. The first thing the first actual thing we did was we we set up an emergency hotline, which is three two three. 761 8100. If anybody is has any issues related to the fire, they should call it. Um, Let's repeat the number 323 761 8100. It's on, someone's answering it from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., including on Chavez. What kind of problems would someone have to call the number? Oh, well, they'd have. Uh, uh, psychological mm-hmm. challenges. We have social workers you know, through our uh, Ezra Network. We have um, we have partnerships with Jewish Family Service. They're providing all kinds of mm-hmm. psychological uh, and social work support. Sedek, lawyers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, by the way, our Valley offices are now a crisis center, so we're mm-hmm. physically doing this. But so we have lawyers. Jewish Free Loan has created a loan program so that people can get loans and institutions can get loans. So, um, and we're bringing in all of the kinds of resources The our, our real estate principles organization, RPO, which has done great work in the community, they have created three SWAT teams, mm-hmm. each working directly with the three most affected institutions. Um, for looking at the real estate issues, looking at, you know, we want to make sure here's what happens in these situations. We've learned from what happened up north at Camp Newman and what's happened in Houston and other tragedies. You have to be able to navigate the insurance world. Yes. You have to be able to navigate FEMA in some cases. You have to be able to navigate the state and city resources. You have to be able to navigate a lot of things. And we want to hold your hand and make sure that any individual and any institution that needs help, our federation is 300 percent committed that might be the most important thing you do because it's a mess and then in the meantime
0: people need to find a place to live and so forth so what are you doing about that well
1: we we created a voucher program initially and we just have to we have to unpack this to really understand what this is people are going back into their homes question is are they you know and and also here's the other thing um synagogues thank god did not burn down but the, but the smoke damage and the other damage of these synagogues, you know, are you going to be able to use the siddurs in, this, in, in, in the synagogue again? All these things. We have to un, unpack all of this and deal with all this. And I would say, David, you know, the interesting thing is this does definitely validate why there needs to be a Jewish Federation of Greater Los Angeles. But we do this every day. We're just not, this is just not a, a crisis every day. Um, this allows us. If we didn't do what we did, Three hundred and sixty-five days a year, you wouldn't we wouldn't be ready for we it. We wouldn't be ready to activate all this.
0: So, give give me a sense of uh, your day as the fires became horrible and worse and worse and worse. It was you got Friday night coming into Saturday, and even Sunday was disastrous. What was your so weekend constant, like? Right. So
1: it was uh, so all day Saturday on the telephone, um, monitoring with who? the fires mm-hmm. with with leaders, with my colleagues in other communities. Um. With in some cases, funders called me to see, you know, what if are they, they going to do because we opened up a uh, crisis fund. And as the well. federation
0: people in the valley. What do you mean? Don't you have representatives? We don't have. We don't
1: have separate. Uh, we we have a f- one federation, with two offices.
0: That's what I mean. The other office. Who there were no
1: there, the, the we had made some changes in our structure, so there were there actually it was a godsend. Uh, We were just about to move a couple of the departments to the Federation, not geographically connected, Mm -hmm. to the valley offices. So the offices were empty. Today, the offices are the offices of Camp JCA Shalom. They have 25 employees that didn't have a place to go. They're now using our office space. Oh, in in the valley. In the valley. As I said earlier, it's a crisis center. So if you went there right now, I was here this morning, you would find social workers from JFS. Mm. You'd find lawyers from Betzeda. You'd find a loan officer from Jewish Free Loan. You'd find other people. You'd have rabbis coming in and out, um, insurance people starting to come in and out. So we've and really turned you, it into something.
0: Were you in touch with the city and Garcetti? And how was that
1: on the on on Pittsburgh? On yes, on, on the, the fires. fires. Not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, uh, this is in, in most cases a city of Los Angeles issue, right? Right. Um, like- so we are, you know, in, we're in touch with, you know. Uh, the relative political leaders right now, but i'm I did not do any outreach to them during this because you have to kind of wait till you right. see what everything is. Yet yeah,
0: an emergency you had to take care, you know
1: we we have a tendency as as human beings to uh, react strongly when something happens. And I've been cautioning people that we need to take a breath and really see what all the issues are before we ask for help mm-hmm. before we before we allocate resources. We, we, what we can do right now is to deal with what's in front of us. What's in front of us right now is we have to let people talk to us and let us know what they're seeing and what they're feeling, what the issues are. And then we have to sit and, and institutionally, I have met with and talked to all the institutions that have really been impacted by this. I went to uh, yesterday uh, to see myself uh, because you couldn't get to the camp, you can't get to the camps yet. Um, I, I went to uh, Ilan Ramon and saw what was happening there. So what we're doing now is is providing immediate support where it's necessary. And learning about what we need to do as we as we move forward. This is a, uh, a situation, David, that is going to take days, weeks, months, months and, and years, years to resolve mm-hmm. itself. These camps won't be whole probably for five years.
0: Did you have some very emotional conversations during those 48 hours with people who were directly involved with well, the camp uh, yes. and so forth? Tell yes. us about that.
1: No, the, look, the, the the people who run these camps uh, and work for these camps, it, they felt a tremendous personal loss. You know, Bill Kaplan basically was a camper at Camp Shalom, right? Uh, his camp director was a camper. Mm-hmm. So this is a loss. And even though I stood up in front of everybody and said, you know, this is not about buildings, it's about people, it's easy for me to say, mm-hmm. um, it's a loss. And we have to, and that's why we. I can't, under, I, I can't undersell enough the fact that we're a traumatized community. And if you put the three things together... Um, There's a lot of reason for us to feel unsafe, vulnerable, and traumatized, Mm -hmm. and um, and we have to address that and talk about it and be open about it. And you know, we are creating a bunch of pop-up experiences now for families and children and teenagers um, so that they can have fun. In Israel, uh, we learned many lessons from the rockets. Um, and we learned one of the things, one of the great investments we, we have made in 2009, 2012, and 2014 when the, the undeclared wars happened with Gaza, one of the first things we did was we created a system of respite. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we took um, – it was brilliant. I, I, I feel proud of – among the many things I feel proud of, this is one of the things I feel proud of being a part of. We actually got all the young people out of the south, and they had day trips. They went to the zoo, and they went to parks, and they went to, to swimming pools. Nice. And at first, people were saying, that's not a good use of resources. And I said, oh, no, no. And we have seen it. So we are replicating that in, in today and in the days to come.
0: You know what's ironic, Jay? The past couple of years, I think the biggest subject of conversation here at the Journal and in many places was we've never seen the Jewish community so divided. In fact, up until a couple of weeks ago, I could have said that. And all of a sudden, the past few days, yeah. I've never seen the Jewish community in, L- in L.A. so united. I agree with you.
1: I, I no I uh, like I said I am. Uh, it's like I'm, I'm we forgot
0: in, about Democrats and Republicans.
1: I'm 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 inspired by the leadership in the in San Fernando, Conejo Valley, and in the Malibu area. No one's um, asking who voted for who. No, I'm I'm inspired by them. I'm um, me they too. make me a better. Uh, Federation exec, and they make me, you know, um, I, many people have that uh, have read the piece, my, my 72 hours in the journal or, or have seen what's going on. Many people have come to me and my colleague, Becky Solberman Stern, chief program officer, who has been um, a hero in the in the community, and um, come to us and said, you know, you need to take a break. Same thing I said to Jeff Finkelstein, the mm-hmm. exec in Pittsburgh. Um, but you know, the truth of the matter is I'm energized. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm energized because, because not just because I'm needed, because I'm, because of the people I see around Mm -hmm. me, because I see that they, they may feel, you know, the, the staff at Camp JCA Shalom are down, but they're not out. Mm -hmm. And so what are they doing? They're just stepping up. Mm -hmm. And how can that not inspire you? Talk about a silver lining. Yeah. Well, on that note, I'd like to repeat the phone number again for yep. the listeners. 323-761-8100. Someone will answer the phone from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. We also have... Um, if you want to make a contribution, we have a, uh, a wildfire relief fund. You just have to go to www.JewishLA.org. 100% of the money raised will go to uh, people in the community and institutions in the community. The Federation will take nothing out of it. We're, we will really do what we think is best in the short term, medium term, and the long term to help us move forward.
0: Well, Jay, on behalf of all the victims, on behalf of the whole community, thanks for everything you've done. David, you thank you.
1: It. And the journal this week, uh, I think, is spot on. And uh, you know, and, and and we need to get this story out because this, as I said, I will just repeat it. This is not a problem of the moment. This is a problem for the next days, weeks, months, and years ahead. And we can't relax. It's the Jewish story of all time: resiliency. One hundred percent. All right. Thanks again, Jack. Thanks, David.